Hello, my angels. Welcome back to another week of the Balance Podcast. Now, I know you guys are very much aware that I've been away for quite some time. So let's start um, by catching up. First and foremost, getting Winston, our little golden retriever, was it's literally been hectic. It's like raising a baby. I compare Winston to my clients' kids all the time, um, which I hope they find as funny as I do. But seriously puppy life is just chaos and obviously given the sense that it's just my partner and I that live here um he requires a lot of our attention which is fair enough like yeah you deserve that um so yeah he's been doing well he's the cutest little bean ever we're best friends like I can't even wait for him to grow up a little bit more um so we can sort of do a bit more together As for business, I've actually just launched my online brow training courses, which has been a massive success so far. But besides the point, it has been something massive that I've been working towards for the last six months um, and definitely fell on the back burner for a long while there. So it was really nice to just sort of direct my energy towards that, get it done, you know, get to be creative and innovate and make my life a little bit easier for myself in the long run, as much as, you know, sometimes that means we have to sacrifice for ourselves as well. With that, I am leading up to my fourth holiday next weekend in, yeah, in six weeks. So Connor and I started by going to a weekend away in Bendigo. Um, and then I spent a week in Queensland with my girlfriends and then I came back for a couple days and then I spent the weekend with my partner in Lawn. And then we've been back ever since. We did the launch of the brow courses last weekend. And then not this weekend, but next weekend, I will be away in the Yarra Valley celebrating my birthday. So it's just been madness. And my full intention is to show up in this space as best I can and actually have something valuable because what's the point of listening to someone, you know, chat for 20 minutes if they're not saying anything worthwhile listening to. So that catches you up on my life lately, my weekly highs and lows. Well, obviously the weekly high has to be the launch party. I had the freaking most amazing time. Um, and as a host, I think you're always really worried about if your guests are having fun or not. And everyone really did seem to enjoy themselves and get along and all the good stuff. So I really had such a beautiful time for the launch party. The weather was amazing. Everything pretty much went off without a hitch. Um, my weekly low would be, I actually just got off the back end of working 12 days consecutively. So I haven't had a day off almost in two weeks. My only day off that I had was yesterday being the day after the launch party. And as you can imagine, I was ruined, um, and a few too many drinkies at the launch party. So I was knocked out for most of the day yesterday, but how else would you want to spend your day off? So yeah, being exhausted and a little bit of um, not setting boundaries, which is kind of ironic given the sense of where we are at the moment and what we're talking about. So today's episode is a little bit fun and fresh now that you guys are all caught up and I want to speak a little bit about all the things that I wish that I knew when I was starting my business. Now, the first thing for me is definitely automating as much as possible. So trying to get systems in place that reduce your hours actually needing to work in your business. And one of the best examples that I can give to this for service-based industries is having a booking system. 
um, or even go one step further and have a website where people can have everything answered in one platform. They can find your frequently asked questions, outlines of the services you provide, photos, um, you know, all your availability, your prices, um, terms and conditions, all of those things. Having that in one spot eliminates so much back and forth with your clients, messaging, all of this unpaid time, which otherwise can be solved by a third party institution. So at the moment, my website and my booking system is done through Squarespace and I love them to pieces. They are quite a commonly used website platform. So if um, digital design is not something that you excel at. You can seriously just pay someone to set up your website for you. I would recommend having some of your own photos, like potentially go and get a little photo shoot. Um, I do my photo shoots with shot by Gigi on Instagram. If you want to find her, she is based in Queensland. Um, but having all of that set up, not only gives you a really professional, um, front for people to land on when they first find you, but it also just takes away so much of that back and forth and those hours behind running your business that don't necessarily need to be there. The other thing that I love to say about a booking system is, you know, when you're up late at night, um, shopping, your online shopping, things that you probably don't need and you're like, oh, well, like I'll just buy it. And if you probably waited till the next morning, you wouldn't have bought it, but because you were just sort of up late and you, you bought it anyway, and it didn't really matter. It was a little bit impulsive. People do the same with appointments. And I get that you're like, oh my God, no, I don't want impulsive appointments. They might book. But if you're charging a deposit and you've got a strong cancellation policy, it doesn't matter. Even if they have to cancel or reschedule, if you can get people to book in without having to wait for your response, that really hones in on those people that might be slightly impulsive or a little bit scared sometimes or anxious. Whereas if they just, all they have to do is take that leap. It doesn't give them the opportunity to leave you on scene once you reply and therefore wasting your time in that same cycle as well. So if you don't have a booking system already, there are plenty of free ones available. I believe I started on one called schedule. Um, my biggest thing that I didn't like about that was that I actually couldn't charge deposits. And that's a massive thing for me. I actually charge 50% deposits for all of my services. And you'll find when you have a hefty fee like that, not only do your clients love it because when they actually show up for their appointment, it's half the price, but the people that pay those deposits actually intend on coming into those appointments. So say goodbye to no shows, late cancellations, all of that stuff, because if they have a financial investment in that appointment, they will not forget about it and they will show up. My second best tip and best advice would be having set days or a set routine. So at the moment, um, I have Sundays and Mondays off. They're my consecutive days off. I feel like having two in a row actually makes you feel somewhat human, although it might not necessarily be as common in the beauty industry. We are human. We do deserve, you know, two days off in a row. Um, so having set days really helps to regulate your routine and say at the moment, I've just gone into having an additional day off every week. So I'm going to alternate between having Tuesdays and Saturdays off um, as we approach April. And so these days are going to be my admin days because realistically a day off when you run your own business can often just be a day of admin or doing backend tasks or improving or developing new skills where all of that should realistically fall onto a working day, even though you're not with clients. So when you have a routine, it's the best way for success because you don't have to spend all this time 
you know, planning out all of these details and figuring out how each piece is going to work together. And you'll waste so much time in the middle grounds. Whereas you have a routine, e.g. I clean the house on a Sunday morning. I do the floors. I do everything like that. Through the rest of the week, I'm not thinking about how dirty the floors are or if I should be doing them instead of something else. I'm not thinking about when I can fit that into my schedule. I just know that I do them on a Sunday and I know that they're going to be clean. It takes away so much of that background noise and even fucking automates your own life, which is what we're here for. We need to make these processes as simple as possible in order for you to free up the bandwidth that you need to be successful in your own business. The next point that I really want to go into and obviously coincides with the last week for me is celebrate the damn things. Celebrate it when you do something cool. So many people don't understand how amazing it is to work online. They don't understand the huge milestones or whatever it is. And so when I was explaining to especially my older relatives what I was doing, um, being the sense, okay, well, I'm launching an online brow platform. You can sign up and do my courses online, the same courses that I teach in person, except it's half the fucking price. And you also get to do it at your own pace. You have the same access to content. And you still have me to reach out to if you need the help along the way. So explaining this to um, some older people, they simply don't understand Instagram and conversions and how booming it is. And so I think actually throwing something to celebrate gives them a really good idea of just how amazing that is. But also I'm a huge manifester and I totally believe that when you're setting yourself up for success and you're making this big deal out of something amazing and new that you've done, it has to be a success. You simply, it's not going to end up any other way. You've decided this is successful, whether you get one sale or 10 sales or whatever it is. Um, I actually threw a launch party in lockdown when I launched the K Collective and I sold out of lashes. I literally did like freaking tenfold the amount of sales that I ever would have expected to do. And I so truly believe that it's because I showed up in the light of this is successful. I believe in this business. Um, you know, look at what I can do, look how amazing this is. And it was really well reciprocated by the public, by the people that supported me. Um, so yeah, do the thing, have the party, spend the money. I literally intentionally spent, um, like my first, what did I say? Like six enrollments or my first eight enrollments. I spent that on throwing my party because I knew that I was going to attract that at some point or another. And you have to be leaning in the sense that you're not going to wake up an overnight success. You're not just going to wake up and things are going to be easy. It doesn't come without effort, but celebrating it, not only to put it out to the universe that you are amazing at what you do and that you're doing great things, but to also remind yourself that to take a break, celebrate, enjoy, indulge, and don't just set up for the next goal and start chasing that. I, for one, have done that pretty much my entire life. You tick something massive off your list. You don't really stop to take it in and then you keep aiming for something new. And I think that's been one of my most crucial aspects of burnout in my life um, because I just can't stop. And look, your girl is convinced she probably has some form of ADHD, but as soon as I achieve something, there's always, okay, what's next? I don't often remain stagnant for a very long time. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but when you don't stop and smell the roses, as they say, you sort of fall into a bit of a trap and you don't feel successful or you don't feel like you're doing very well or you're worthy and all of these background things that are not doing you any good. So stop smell the roses, throw the party, 
Buy yourself something beautiful. I love, love, love the act of buying yourself a symbolic gift. So there was this ring that I wanted that I'd seen on my Instagram ads for ages. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to buy myself that ring when I get my first enrollment so that when I wear that ring, that's what I think of. And that's what I see. Um, so symbolic gestures, you know, you don't have to throw a launch party or you don't have to throw a huge party, but what's something special that's going to remind you of all of your hard work and how far you've come, because how often do we actually stop and look back and reflect at all of the freaking incredible things that we've done, um, and really celebrate them and take them in. My next top tip and things that I wish that I sort of took more consideration of at the beginning is no one gives an F about how much engagement you got on your Instagram post. Likes don't equate to sales and sales do not equate to your worth either. I think it's really hard. Sometimes I'll post a reel that gets 3000 likes. Let's say it's gone viral. We get 3000 likes. Other times I'll post a reel. I think it's amazing. It's going to do so well. I post it. It gets 50 likes. That's like what? 5% of my followers. Not even that. I don't know how to do the maths on that, (laughs) but yeah, it, it's the biggest thing to get over because I think that we're really used to putting our worth in how much people engage with our content. And it can be as simple as, oh, people loved that video, but they just didn't engage with it. They might not have liked it or commented on it. And I know myself as a viewer, as a user of um, Instagram as a platform, sometimes when I see a video that I like, I don't necessarily stop to tell them, oh, this is beautiful. I love this so much or like or whatever. I just sort of enjoy the content and move on. So just remember that it doesn't mean anything. You don't need to delete a reel if it got 10 likes, whatever it is, it's going to be useful for someone or something along the way. And there is people watching, even if they're not engaging, it all goes to create the bigger effect. And honestly, you don't need to worry about it. It's just likes. It's just comments. It's not as big of a deal as it is. It's the same goes for followers. You could have, you know, 300 followers, but have books filled out for months and months and months on end which is success in your eyes, then you're successful. Okay. Not have like not having thousands and thousands of followers on Instagram doesn't make you any less successful. Something for me, I used to always, always wish that I had 10,000 followers. I was like, yeah, 10,000 followers. It sounds so amazing. So professional. I don't think in any one of my followers minds, I would change between now and having 10,000 followers. I think they see me the same professional in the same professional light. They see me in my same authentic self. They see my success. They see my bookings. They see all of the amazing things that I get to do. Me having more followers does not mean that I'm going to make more money. It does not mean I'm going to make more sales. It does not mean that my clients are going to love me more, that I'm more valued or any of those things. It is simply a way to boost my ego. And that has been one of the biggest things that I've tried to overstep um, and keep moving forward. Of course, it is important to show up on your social media, but it does not determine your worth at the end of the day. And my final really big um piece of advice is do your taxes, your GST, register your business name, do all of the back end things when you're beginning. And I understand that this can sometimes feel like a little bit, not counterintuitive, but almost like you're not quite ready for that step yet. And the thing is, again, being a manifester, trusting the law of attraction, if you don't set yourself up for success, you don't believe that you can be successful. So you're not going to chase things that make you successful, right? If you're like, oh, well, I'm actually not going to register for insurance yet because, you know, I'm just going to do friends and family. Already you are sending out to the universe 
or to whatever, you're stating that you don't believe that you're good enough to attract people that aren't friends and family. You don't believe that you're good enough that you're going to make that money back on clients. There is so much that goes into it and it goes so much into your subconscious and what you'll allow yourself to do. It's insane. And it's something that I've been working on. I actually have been with um, signed up with a life, life coach since January. And even since then, my entire perspective on life has totally, totally changed. So make sure you're putting out good vibes, um, not only for yourself, but you know, if there is a, another thing out there that's going to help us attract what we want in our life, why wouldn't you take advantage of it? Your brain is always listening at your self-talk and your, self, your subconscious um, mind and memory and all of those things. So if you're putting things out into the universe that say, oh, I'm not going to be successful, I'm not going to do this until I reach that, then you're not ever going to allow yourself to be successful. A huge thing for me with, say, the launch party is I kept going back and forth being like, oh, well, I can't spend, you know, $4,000 on a party. Um, that's totally meaningless, right? It has essentially no purpose. But me saying that to myself was me doubting how amazing I can be and how amazing my work can be, right? So it's less of a fact of whether or not you're going to be successful and how much abundance and happiness and success and, you know, lack of judgment that you allow yourself to indulge in. So doing all of your taxes, taxes, your GST, business name, Instagram, doing all of that and setting that up for success, catering for success actually, actually allows you to grow in that light. You're not worried about all of these other things. You're set up, you're ready. You're saying to the universe and to your fucking self, I can do this. I'm amazing. I'm so ready for this next chapter in my life and this next step. And therefore you're not going to give yourself any other choice than to be successful and to try really, really, really hard. With that, let me just preface. When I first started out, I absolutely did not have public liability insurance. Of course I didn't. I was young and 16 and doing makeup out of my bedroom. It was not something that ever had crossed my mind. I'm pretty sure I probably didn't even have a registered business name. I think I was just operating under my legal name, which in Australia you are allowed to do. Um, but there were so many things that I just didn't set up. And one of them being because I was so completely unaware of it. But the other part of that was I didn't think that it was going to be a success like it was. And thankfully for my amazing hard work, we did get there in the end, but it did actually leave me chasing my tail for quite some time. So I remember my first call with my accountant being like, cool, well, I did my tax returns for these two years, but this one's not right. And I paid too much tax for this year and whatever it is. And there was so many things for us to go back and to correct. It was such a headache, which probably also made me put it off for a longer amount of time before we actually got there because I was like, no, this is so annoying. I don't want to think about it. You know, it stresses me out. I don't want to be doing the wrong thing. I don't want to owe money in tax. I don't want to be tax evading. I don't want to, you know, be naughty or any of that stuff. And it did take us a while to get on top of. These days, I am the queen of outsourcing where possible. So I actually do have both a bookkeeper and a accountant, which handle all of my books for me. And they just come and tell me when I have to pay the tax man money and it's all done. It's easy. It's breezy. It's beautiful. It's cover girl. And I don't have to think about it at all. So I understand that that's not necessarily re realistic with all of the other costs that go with setting up a business, but keep in mind where you can implement, implement being successful and being legit from day one. So 
register your business name, like actually choose a business name and pay the 80 whatever dollars it is to register that. Get your insurance if you're not working for someone else, you know, be legit, go and get some photos done, like some professional branding photos and say, okay, well, I'm here. Like set up a website, say to yourself, like I'm a success and this next portion of my life is going to be a success. As I sort of mentioned to you guys, my goal now is to just deliver as much value as I can to you in 20 minutes. I find it's my favorite length of podcast to actually listen to. And as I sit here and I watch the clock, we're at 20 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, Obviously, I'll edit out some of my ums and ahring, so it might be slightly before 20 minutes for you. But Winston is literally licking my hand right now saying, mommy, come and play with me. I'm so bored. Um, but yeah, that's my biggest thing for today. If you guys are wanting to do my online brow basics course where you can learn shaping, waxing, tinting, and dyeing, now is the chance to do so. I am actually setting up a discount code for all of my podcast listeners right now, and you will receive the $200 off, which I set as my launch price. So you will get it for $499 Australian dollars, which it will be by the time this is published, it will actually have gone up to $699. So if this is something that you're interested in, use the code podcast um, at the checkout and you will receive a hefty, hefty discount, which sis, we can't really be mad about. But anyway, guys, thank you so much again for listening. Please, as always, you know, do the thing, leave a review, message me on Instagram. I love talking to you guys so much. And if you have something specific that you want my advice on for future podcasts, just let me know. Winston and mummy, which is me, we say goodbye, guys. Have a fabulous day.